That's a 20-second clip of the Dennis DeYoung song, Isle of Misanthrope. Sounds like Styx, doesn't it? Well, that's because he is the former singer of Styx, if you have forgotten. He's one of the founders of the band. This is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, the music collector's magazine since 1974. And we interview and cover the artists you love to collect. Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast, a proud part of the Pantheon Group of Podcasts. Dennis DeYoung has released Volume 2 of his set of 26 East albums. Dennis claims this is the swan song of his long, great rock career. Let's hope not, but if it is, he's going out with a bang on Volume 2. Volume 2 is just as well-produced, sharp-witted, and with stinging guitar rhythms and solos as Volume 1 was. It's got all the sticks elements, too. How could it not? I mean, it's Dennis DeYoung. But Dennis is our guest on the podcast, and he will talk to us about why he is hanging up his mic and what he cherishes about his career in this last album when we come back after this message from CygnusRadio.com. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine. The Music Collector's Magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Cool. Goldmine. What's not the light? I love the new album cover, by the way, because it, it's a homage to the Beatles. I saw that right away at least i think it is meet the beatles right it has the same fonts and and uh, i love that i i'd like this album as much if not better than volume one uh, last time we spoke you say this is the last volume but there might have been volume three right no no look my god the music business is anti-album, anti-old person, anti-rock. I'm too old to fight that battle. All you young young studs and studdesses who want to fight that thing, go fight it. I did it already. You know, I, I, I was like a thousand other mooks. We're trying to break through the barrier to get noticed and recognized. We did it. Uh, we did some good work. It's lasted. Mm. I think valued. Um, by the people who loved it. And that's all you can ask for. But now, I, I don't, listen, I don't have the need of a young man to prove myself anymore. Hmm. I don't need to be on stage to feel validated as a human being. I have a family. Hmm. Before I started making albums, that's where the value should go. Right. And I don't feel the need to prove myself as a as a songwriter in this milieu, as yeah. my French like to say. Uh, and and so I look, IDC. That's been my new mantra. I don't care. Yeah, I want people to like what I've done, but to try 
and beat my head against this wall when you know it will end up being the world's most expensive hobby. Do you see what Townsend and Daltrey are saying? Or any of us were going, is it our job to spend our money to make folks happy when they can take it for free? And my definition of a schmuck is anyone who pays for something that they can get for free. This is the, the dilemma of music. Mm. You're not, if there's the store, store A has radial tires for free, store B, you have to pay for them. Everyone's going to store A. This is how it works. Music has become something associated with the idea of free. It's mm -hmm. a tragedy for those who create it. And going forward, it will not be positive for an audience. Yeah. What will benefit are people like me who have catalogs right. under a different business model. Yes. That will continue. People will want stuff and they'll go back and they'll go, let's try those guys from yes. 180 years ago. This is what it is. But new rock music, I got to tell you, I listen all the time. Radio is the, it, it's dead. Rock radio is dead. Um, that's it. What, what, what do you want from me? Ask, I'm not trying to be a smart ass, but why no. would I do that? No. I, I would me and Jimmy Peter went, well, guitar heroes, hey, guitar, you're not necessary anymore. Where are they? Go away. Don't need it's a you. great song. Right. Well, I'm just, it's, it's not about guitar heroes. It's about technology. Yeah. Uh, so I was on my soapbox in 1982 with Mr. Roboto. And um, we have to make a bargain with the technology we create. We've, I think we may have discussed this. If we don't, we're screwed because the smarty pants who invent this stuff are only focused on the goal of saying, look at how smart I am and what I can come up with. Look at me, look at mommy, daddy, please love me. I feel unloved, I'm not gonna do this. They create this thing like Marky Mark Zuckerberg. We've said this. His goal was, mission statement was to connect everyone. I said, Mark, have you met everyone? Where has that gotten us? <laughs> Do you, you realize how many jack wagons are now public speakers? Right. People are so scared. Yeah. This is all fear driven. Yeah. In many cases, understandable. Yeah. Technology is changing everything yeah. in ways that those who have not had the ability or have not taken the initiative to become more informed, more, well, shall we say, smarter, mm -hmm. they feel alienated, mm -hmm. left behind. Guess what? They're right. But by digging your heels in and becoming a troglodyte, you're not going to improve things. No. When, it, when the thing changes, when here comes the wave, it would be your idea not to be at the bottom of it, but try to be at the top of the wave. And this is, this is not an easy question to answer. But like I say in Last Guitar Hero, uh, they're working hard, you know, it's true to find an after me. This is just a, such a complex world from the one I grew up in uh, that I, I say good luck to the people who are going to live on here because I, I got nothing for you. I used to be very well, 
I'm a self-appointed opinionator, but now I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to tell young people to do. I'd say, hey, tr- start with this, bend over and try to kiss your ass goodbye. Mm. This is what I say to them because I, I, there are too many problems facing human beings, some of which, many of which were self-inflicted. Yet, we don't know yet, but perhaps this pandemic was not man-made. I don't know. Nobody knows for sure. Like I said, nobody knows nothing. Right. Human beings, first and foremost, hubris. You don't know enough. All right. Take some time to learn stuff. Right. You have to, you have to be judicious in who you follow and what you believe in. Right. Don't give in to some easy dogma, some right. ideology. Well, we become too lazy, man. Let's face it. Um, but it, the biggest problem is everyone doesn't deserve a public opinion in the way you can now broadcast it. Simply put, used to be an editing process. To have that big mouth, you had to pass muster on certain. There was a line you got in, right? right. And you get out, you stupid. But you can come at not anymore. I guess it's tavern talk, right? Whatever mm-hmm. I say, I can now broadcast it right this is this is not going to be it's not going to come out if this will not end well okay getting back to the album it's amazing that the second half was hanging around um god it's just as good as the first and usual usually volume twos or sequels aren't as good but uh, your 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 inclination is right it's better than one i didn't know it was going to be when I had, when I did all these songs, remember, it was only be one album. I'm going to put 12, right. right? And then Serafino from Frontier said, I want to buy them all. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Then we, <laughs> we, we divided them. Right. Okay, had to add four more because there weren't enough. And then the pandemic hit, so I had time yeah. to, uh, to put together four new songs, which I did. But I didn't put all the great ones on one, okay? Mm. And the last thing I want to hear is why didn't this old fart just stop at one? Mm. Nobody wants to hear that. So, um, I'm glad you didn't because uh, I like people to view it as a retrospective on who I am musically um, within the sticks genre and. Yeah who I am, despite, you know, not despite, but outside of that. That's all this is. And of course you have now a lot of years of experience with observation of human behavior and my behavior culminating in the lyrics on this record. Now I know a lot of people who review the kind of music I still make, a lot of them all over the world, they lean proggy. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a real affinity to yeah. that. And then you got this cult that's just heavy metal or whatever melodic rock means. I mean, as if the idea that melody in rock is a mistake, <laughs> you got to quantify it. What? I don't want to belong to your group or your club or your right. Yeah. I'm not a genre. I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm a songwriter. If I find a song I like, I record it. It's not like I need to belong to whatever club you belong to. I never really put uh, sticks in any genre. That's where 
you know <laughs> that's our strength yeah strength and our and our undoing because it's too easy to write about things that are that do narrow banded things right, right. these are these are thrash metal these are syrupy ballad guy this is what writers have to do see what i'm saying how the fuck do you write about that? I don't know. So, okay. So the thing you can write about, we've discussed this, is lyrics. Because it's intellectual. Yeah. It's not about a feeling from sound waves. It's a thought. It's an idea. That's easy. It's like reviewing books. It's about this. Okay. That's why lyricists in rock are the ones that writers gravitate to. Number one. Mm. They don't care. They can't describe it. Can't. But how does that make you feel? How you had goosebumps? How did that happen? Nobody knows. But or the idea. Ask about like how you hooked up with Tom Morello for. I can tell you that story. Which is a great, a great yeah. combination and, and, him playing oh, on that. Okay. The first thing people go like this. I know what you said. You, you like me, but you still went. Tom Morello was playing with Dennis DeYoung. Tell me you didn't think that. No, because it makes sense. He grew up liking you guys and Kiss and all the bands from the 70s, the rock bands. So it totally, to me, it made sense. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm looking for the last guitar hero. Who could that be? You know who the first one was? You know, probably Hendrix. Right. So, oh, But who's the last one? Uh, so I asked my son, and he's 41. I said, I want to get somebody who could be the last one. Hmm. Tom's name came up and I said, oh yeah, uh, he was, he did something different. He may be the, the last one who did something completely different, right? Because mm -hmm. when we look at somebody who did, there's guys who play great, mm -hmm. but they're just, you know, they're, they're just putting their, what's been done. Tom did something different. Right. So um, I met him. We met at an Adam Sandler Hanukkah Christmas bash. I, I played that night. And I didn't suck. So my guitar player, August Adra, said, Tom, would you like to meet? No, he said to Tom, you want to meet Dennis Daniel? He said, absolutely. So we had a lovely chat. He's a great guy. I did his podcast. We laughed. Uh, you know, I call him the great Houdini because that's who he is. You know, when I heard Rage, when my son was blasting it in my house, <laughs> I, he says, what do you think of that? He says, well, you know, I'm a singer. Mm. all right melodies i said but whoever that keyboard player is really something that's the guitar player i went what <laughs> so then i because it sounds like a synthesizer doesn't yeah. it yeah a lot of this I'll, I'll i'll contact tom and he just said send me the song you know he he didn't want to know he was going to be planning on you know puff the magic dragon so um i sent it to him and he, and he loved it he said i'm doing it um, and then I did some investigating. I started listening to the rage. They're mad. Yes, they are angry. So, um, hence the name. Yeah. And then I realized it. All the chord patterns and every one of his songs is really, he's, he's ripping off babe. <laughs> <laughs> but he is a big fan of the seventies, man. He's a big fan of yeah, that era. Yeah, See, that's that's what makes a great. You said it yourself when I interviewed you once. You said, "I'm a big Beatles fan, fan, but you could never tell it 
by my the music I've written in sticks. So well, the right undercurrent now. is there, right? Right. But that what's that's what makes a great artist. But you're not you're not copying your greatest influence, right? No, because we've got them. Yeah, we already have the Beatles. Yeah. So you have to find your own way. And I'm I'm I got hooked up with this guy Sean Sean McKee in Chicago. He's he's working been working with John Anderson for a number of years, and there's this song that he wanted me to lend my voice to, and so I got to talk to John on the video chat. And uh, you know I I liked Yes an awful lot in 1970 when the band when Sticks formed, so you could hear it here and there in a lot of those wooden nickel albums. Mm. Uh, I I said, I'm not giving you a diamond royalty, but nonetheless. Um, so we, I sent him hello, goodbye. And he was just like, it sealed the deal between him and me because as he said to me, whoa, this is perfect. There'd be no me without the Beatles. I said, well, there'd be no me, we agree. Mm. Uh, so, but yes, is not the Beatles. They couldn't be further from the Beatles. Right. The whole thing. People who they have a mindset that, for instance, Sting, who used to listen to Broadway music in his house growing up because his mm. parents loved it. And that didn't happen in my house, but it happened in his. And you would think, well, how, how does that turn into the police? It's just the love of music. Right. And the more we musicians are forced by economics, mostly, to try to appeal to a particular niche. And it's worse now than it ever was. Uh, it, it does music a disservice. To me, the Beatles said this, I'd do anything. I'd do anything you like as long as it's good. Write the great song. I don't care. Oh, bloody. Some like, some don't. Let's have fun. You know what I mean? Uh, Revolution 9. Hate it. Nonetheless, you know, they did it. Lennon and McCartney are uh, Adam and Eve. They begat the rest of us. That's right. a fact. So every spin you put on it, that's great. Now, Tom Morello and I, uh, we hit it off, two Chicago guys. And um, he's not afraid to speak his mind. We know that. Right. And he would say, if you read what he wrote about me on his Facebook, it was just, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, Tom Morello, the king of this, think that guy's cool. Yeah. More than he need to say. And so, I mean, you know, he played. It, the, you're in your okay that's four seconds yeah that's Tom Morello so cool dressed in black go like a dinosaur and never come back he ain't never coming back Now, you could have hired somebody else and you'd have you say, well, that guy's great. I wonder if that's right. There are very few 
who you can identify. It's like a, a, a voice. Boom. That's the style. Glad he did it. And it goes with the song. Everything's perfect about getting him. It just uh, one of those things that just came together perfectly. And I said, record street within sticks i developed how should i say this we didn't sit in a room and have a corporate meeting and say well, you do <laughs> why don't you do that and I, no i just it just turned out because lady come sail away when i sing those piano ballad the opening on those songs that turn into rock songs right people said that we don't we don't mind that guy so much so to get on the radio beyond FM, mm. rock, right? Rock records couldn't get into the top ten. Right, right. Radio pro programs. Are, hey, the girls won't listen to this. It makes a noise and things jumping, and it's too scary. This is top forty radio. Yeah, it's pop. It leans toward pop music, and so when I sang a ballad, yeah. There goes another million album sales in every album right. because you're reaching a bunch of people you wouldn't normally reach on rock radio. And that's why a lot of the bands, you know, they said, well, let's get a ballad because we like, we like, we like lots of people in the auditoriums. We prefer this. We like it when we sell a million more. This is all good. The, <clears throat> the, what's it, the mission statement is not, how can we just sell this many and to those people? What? The goal is to be popular with as many people as you That's the goal. And so yeah. I was, I did okay. I could write those softer things. Could I rock? Why don't you just listen to the six catalog to find out? Just well, because I was very, you know, it's like, it's like uh, being punished by success for those people who just want to rock. I think, okay, good for you. You bore me. I'll yeah. say that to them. <laughs> if this is all you want to do, I got it. That's your thing. But you bore me. <clears throat> That's what There's a lot of rock much. bands lack. A lot of There's rock bands much lack. music to enjoy. Right. The mood changes. The mood hey. changes of music. Now, one thing I want to ask about volume two is... These were not recorded. These were recorded before the pandemic. And yet there are lyrics on there that like in Land of Living. Yeah. <clears throat> it almost like it was the lyrics were written during the pandemic. Like, here's one. I wasn't living. I was existing. That is like right out of the pandemic, man. Um, well, Jim Peterick, the two songs of all the songs that we did together, Run for the Roses on the last album. Yep. Jim sent Jim bugged me for about a year and a half to make a, a last album. Get out of here, Peter. You annoy me, you purple-headed. Purple <laughs> yeah, he lives three blocks from me. I'm in a gated community for a good reason. So anyway, no, I love Jim. He's my one of my best I friends. I know he is, yeah. So um he, I said, send me something, dude. You, this is all about songs. Don't know if I've got it in me to write, you know, mm -hmm. a bunch of songs. I tell all these musicians, if you can't write a, a really good song, go to barber college. Mm. Stop annoying us. It's songs. So mm. he sends me Land of the Living, kind of a, <clears throat> a demo. 
you know, it, 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 within, let's say it was 65%, maybe more of what it ended up being. I did this, I did that. We rewrote the lyrics a little bit here and there. But that and Run for the Roses were the first two songs he sent me to get interested. Then we finished them. Okay. So Land of the Living was written three years ago. Wow. Those now what turns out during the pandemic, I called him, I said, you know, should we get more specific <clears throat> on these lyrics? Mm. Uh, and he said, okay. Then I thought about it because he had written a couple other songs that spoke directly to the issue. And I thought, no, it's too much. You start to sound like a preacher. I left the lyrics as they were. There you go. I mean, you got to get lucky sometimes. And nobody wants to get lucky with a pandemic, but that's it. It's good to be back in the land of the living. So that's the one he sent me. I heard that and I said, you know, the thing that I remember singing, so okay, good to be back in the land of the living, good to be back, back, back. So that was buried one time in the middle of the song. I said, that's got to start the song. That's too good. We just can't <laughs> do that once. So sure. that I, sounds like sticks. So that's what I shot. I said, I'll make whatever we're doing. The goal is to sound like the band I was in. Right. right. I mean, what am I doing here? I'm not going to make a, a, an album that sounds like the Pygridge family. Right. And here you are releasing it when that feeling is just about every American is feeling that. It's God, talk about serendipity. I don't know. It's just uh, perfect timing. I accept. Yeah. What else? <laughs> what am I going to say? Okay. <laughs> right. <clears throat> it rocks and it's catchy. Yeah. Is there something wrong with that? This is what I do. And this is Peterick. Look yeah. at our history. We yeah. wrote that people remembered. Um, what other songs? Well, I, I found it really touching that you saw Matthew. Um, he dedicated his performance on Grand Finale to John. And John had given him a, a drum symbol, right? Yeah, a ride symbol. Tink, tink, yeah. tink, tink. I thought that was very, very nice. And um, three, four, five years old, he was on the road with us. And he, you know, he loved the drums. He watched John play and that's what he wanted to do. So, yeah, John was um, <clears throat> gone way too early. You know, this is... Drugs and alcohol absolutely ruined sticks left and right. And it had done that to many bands. You know, Tommy's problems with drugs and alcohol led to him quitting sticks in 1983. Can you imagine? We were one of the biggest bands in the God darn world. And he went to a solo career. He would have never done that. Right. And John had a drinking problem. And it ended up killing him prematurely he was just a he was my one true friend in that band yeah you know and chuck and i we're, we're you know he tells you he probably told you we're in contact these days yes he does you know it, let guys remember those three italian kids in the neighborhood that's the fundamental basis of this whole thing if they don't stick together keep their nose and keep grinding mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. Now, uh, you said the Land of Living, Guitar Hero, and the grand finale. Mm -hmm. 
I said, okay, how am I going to end this? I had a really good ending for the first one with Return to Paradise. You know, so my friends, bye, thinking that's it. <clears throat> Exit, age left, and then more. How do I top that? I did. Because after the grand finale plays, boom. Thank you very much. People go out to the parking lots, get in your cars, and fucking go home. Okay? Because I listen to the grand finale. I don't know that there's a better piece of music that we wrote as a small snippet. You know, it just, and I, the last thing I get this on the high C, I get this saying deep inside, we're all the same. Last thing I say to those people, I said it in 77. I said, don't believe this bullshit. You know, capitalism is based on <clears throat> consumerism to sell you things you don't need by convincing you your life is somehow missing. And I told people what we were doing. All the people who write about this stuff, you think they would pay attention to that? Nobody ever said a word about what we said. No one. Never wrote, oh my God, look what these guys are saying. No. Because we made music that sounded like music that they didn't like in 1977. They wanted Johnny Rotten. You're welcome to him. Where has that gotten you? It was manufactured. The guy, McLaren, whatever his name is, they manufactured that crap. Okay. God save the queen. That's somebody else's job, not mine. I don't care about it. Mm. Am I being too blunt? I'm going to tell you. It's stuck in my cross. So we said that. So the last thing I said, deep inside, we are all the same. Which I meant is get rid of the hubris. Just break it down. We all want the same things. We're human beings. Enough of the, the dogma again and the ideologies and the groups we get ourselves plugged into, right? To define ourselves by somebody else's bullshit. We want, we want to get, there's two things. Number one, rule number one, the golden rule. Try that out. All you intellectuals and you morons, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. You know, you don't need rule two if you get that right. Do you? I don't think you do. Now, I'm, a, I'm, then I'm not getting off my soapbox because I worry about this country. I seriously worry about what's going on in this country. Um, and remember, it's all the grand illusion. People are trying to sell you something Polit politically. Oh, yeah. Religiously. Yeah. Me, you, all of us. So it's, doing, all, it's all noise. Like, we're doing <laughs> that to keep lonely jobs. Right. Be aware of it. Yeah. I think you're. What else? What do y'all well, like on the album? Uh, oh, not the Beatles song. You didn't mention it. Which one? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, which which I, I, I thought. Uh, that was going to be a cover of a Beatles song, but uh, was not. <laughs> That's the one I play every morning. <clears throat> when I feel good. Usually when I'm done doing something, I go, I could have made that better. That's what I think all the time. I'm sitting right here in this chair. I finished the mix of Hello, Goodbye. I leaped out of this chair and started dancing around in this room. My arm's going, oh, my God, that's it. That's exactly the definition of who you, I am and who we all were. 
when we first heard that music. That's a song from a fan. Didn't you feel that way when you had written a Sticks hit? You didn't never. Never? No. Not never. Never. You know. Wow, I find that. I told you before, when I'm writing that stuff back as a young man, I'm just trying to kick Queen's ass. <laughs> Not interested. You think I would, I was, oh, you know, when you're 74, some guy from Goldmine, who? He's going to call you up and ask you what you were thinking. I just wanted to kick Aerosmith's ass. That's right. it. I'm in the arena, baby. I'm competing for your attention. I have to the rest the of computer it, and hold on. You know, the rest of it's meaningless to me. Well, so that's what I think. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not going to sign it some pony baloney bullshit. I mean, Queen, you guys didn't sound like Queen at all. I mean, you were two separate. Listen, first of all, for all the Queen fans, I, I like Queen. I I never heard him until 1975 when she keeps the bubbles shine down in the little cabinet. I never heard of them. Right. I remember there was, there was no internet. You heard what people played on the radio. I oh, heard well. it went a really good band. But we released our first album in 1972. They released theirs in 1973. <laughs> so people who say, well, they just got, because they were successful first, doesn't mean that we were influenced by them. It just happened that these guys were singing high and like girls and playing rock music. It's a coincidence. Well, Listen, you Roboto right now. Go on, Mr. Roboto on YouTube. This is not an argument about who's in sticks. These are just young people now, right? Mm -hmm. It's been up three years. It's got 21 million views mm -hmm. and 12,000 comments. You know how many times I read, I thought this was Queen. I thought this was Queen. This guy sounds like Freddie over and over again. They don't even know who sticks is. So give, I think I give you credit for even reading the comments. <laughs> gotta read them. Why wouldn't you read them? Oh God, I just you're, you're just looking for what effect did all this have on people? And well, now people are alive. Well, the songs that were written, um, Saint Quarantine. That yeah. that was written during the quarantine. Is that the song you're talking about? About that. Little did we know. Yeah. Isle of Misanthrope. Yes. Always. A, a great, both great songs. Those are the songs written during mm. the quarantine. And, and they're great songs. And Peter plays bass on those? Um, specifically, he played bass on, he played all the guitars in the bass on the Beatles record. And that they were all authentic instruments. Hoffner bass, the Gibson that George played, the... Uh, Rickenbacker 12. He played uh, bass on Last Guitar Hero. I think he played some guitar on there. On uh, what was it? What, what did you saw? Did you just ask me? The last four. The one they just, he played on. Not, he played nothing. I did it at my house mm. and did via. You know, it was right in the heart of the pandemic. I'm recording. We did right. it all on on Zoom. Somebody's love, in her home. You know, that kind of a thing. I love the lyric. Where the hell are you, Saint Jude? And St. Jude is the patron saint of lost causes, right? I, I imagined, you know, there is a St. Quarantine. Is it's, it's, Yeah, it's Our Lady of Seton. I didn't know that, but I was making it up. Like I had a song, Christopher, 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 years ago, 
that was um so you made it up and then you've learned later that there's a same quarantine absolutely wow i was thinking you're praying to same quarantine like we all are imagining save us this is what people do in religion save us well you're half italian um, you're used huh? to the saints right you're half italian <laughs> so anyway they're praying <clears throat> they're being nice and by the end when the music changes they realize you <clears throat> ain't helping so we go for q <clears throat> this is for you for q what yeah. am i saying yeah I'm... <clears throat> good <laughs> so you, you still ain't helping italian and you you ain't helping get out yeah this is it. <clears throat> and then of course um Little did we know, it's a song directly about human beings don't know enough to, to shoot their mouths off like they do. I said, science is settled, you human jerks. It was settled the minute the, the, the Big Bang happened. Mm. Us that don't understand it. On human terms. You can't take on science, right? Human beings. They can't, they don't, they can't figure it out. They're not smart enough to know what science is. Science yeah. is this thing that allows this <clears throat> to happen. We don't know what it is. And then, so they're arguing on TV. Oh, the settled and it's in, I don't wear my mask. Shut up. Just take a breath. We don't know enough. Anyway, what are the other songs? They're all, they're all, they're all, hey, look, let me just say this to you. Um, it, it, no, read my lyrics, read my lyrics. You know, a lot of people who like prog music, they don't even listen to the lyrics. I like John Anderson, yes. Never understood. They, I didn't understand one word they ever wrote. <laughs> not one. Prog bands were not into lyrics. Look, um, I said what I had to say. There it is. L read those lyrics. Understand these are songs first. Arrangements. Arrangements mm. and style second. I write a song. How what style will I put this in? You don't think I, I can I can rearrange happy birthday into a prog song if that makes you happy. It's still marking your birthday. See what I mean? The matter. I, I songs first. You know why the Beatles are the biggest still? The songs. Yeah. They did happy birthday, and you could do it on the prog way if you want it. But uh, it's arrangement. That's arrangement. It's not songwriting. But before we go, will we see you on tour? Because your website says so. Um, God willing and the creek don't leak. Okay. I'm sitting here going like this. All the guys that need to rush out, two reasons. It'd be the first ones. Number one, I only had one wife. I don't have three LP payments. But anyway, cheers, brother. Yeah, man. Well. And tell everybody how wonderful I am, even if you don't fucking believe it. <laughs> yeah. I hope to see you on the road. Take care, All right. Guys. I want to go out. I'm going to check and see, you know, how many flies drop as they run out first. And then I'll go next year. All right, man. Take care. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye now. We'd like to thank Dennis for that great interview. Pick up 26 East, Volume 2, at your nearest retailer. And... Remember, it's as good as, if not better, than the previous Volume 1. And don't forget to go to goldmymag.com for our exclusive content. And, of course, go to your select Barnes & Noble and Books A Million for the latest print publication. This is Pat Prince. 
We'll see you next time on the Goldmine Podcast. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.